Uh, did you did you tweet at Trenty Locks to try and get oh. him to get Dustin to follow us? Hold on, let's let's go to the Twitter. Uh, let me make. Sure. Oh, Lisa says hi. Scotty. Hello. Our, he we says need hello. To go on to. I like now we're not just going to Chuck Taylor himself. We're now going to Trent. Yeah, and then after that we're going to Rocky, and then after oh, that we're going to wrong. Alexander Kozlov, and then after that <laughs> we're just gonna like at. At Trenty Lux. Hey, man, uh, can you get at Chuck Taylor to follow us on Twitter? Uh, P.S. Here's a picture of that time that I got Jeff hey, Jared to never book Trenty the two Lux. of you in GFW ever Need again. your help, bud. I, we're a podcast, and one of our people, one of our, one of our co-hosts, refuses to get a Twitter until at until at real no sexy also follows us help please p.s. no a that, that of me. reached the 140 <laughs> character we have one character left that I'm going to be using for a heart alright there we go ladies and gentlemen the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Making their way down the aisle, they are the greatest podcasting tag team in all of time and space. They are Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and they are the B. And joining them, as always, he is the Lord of the Smart Side. He is. The Dylan! And together, they are known as the Fight Boys! Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen. The, the show that talks about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling here on the BS Network. And apparently continuing our theme of only able, only being able to have two out of the three of the men who host this show, I'm joined by the <laughs> Dylan this week. It'll, it'll happen eventually, I promise. Well, There'll be one magical day. It'll be on the last podcast we have. <laughs> That'll be it. Like, the next time it's all three of us, we're like, okay, we have to end it now. The day of like, Vince <laughs> comes up to us and is like, I'll buy Fight Boys from you. But only, <laughs> only so it sits. For 50, for... For fifty dollars and like an expired can of Coke. Just and oh, so you're gonna like you're gonna use it on the network or something like that? No, just so it sits in purgatory, so you guys are never gonna be allowed to talk about my product ever again. <laughs> I'll buy it just so you don't exist. I mean, that's anymore. kind of how he's approaching the majority of all other wrestling federations, so. I mean, that's how Triple H is approaching the majority yeah. of all other wrestling federations. Triple Triple H is Vince McMahon, but on like a pan global or a yeah, pan global yeah, he's uh, just like... level. Vince was like, "I'll take down the territories," but like Triple H is like, "You know how we keep getting all these like really cool guys that have been like at other federations? What if we just like bought those federations and made them work for us, or else we threaten to like you know destroy them with the fact that we are." The monopoly of professional Vince, wrestling in, in North America, essentially. You, uh, 
It's Adam. Adam Cola. It's Adam. Adam Cola. Bea, Bea. What's an Adam Cole baby? Is that a, some sort of children's toy? I. Here's the thing. I'm always very torn on Triple H because on the one hand, he was like the shittiest part of my like initial run of watching professional wrestling when I was younger. Like, because I, I was like a, a preteen teenager through the reign of terror where I was just like, God, anybody just beat this guy so I don't have to see him for a couple weeks. And it just see, didn't happen. See, it was the opposite um, It was the opposite I don't know, I had that teenage angst of just like, it's pro wrestling, it's whatever, it's lame, I'm not going to watch it. And then one day, H come out, and it was when they restarted DX, and I, like, it... Oh, and no, like, that was fine. That was fine. It was the... Like, that was... was my reintroduction to watching wrestling, was I was just like, but DX is here, so every week I'm going to watch DX. Except you watch, <laughs> watched PGDX with the Poopy I Gaga PGX, jokes. Yeah. But yeah, what did you think of uh, old Adam Colvey getting kicked out of the Bullet Club only to be replaced? I would, I would like to point out that the Young Bucks are probably like future bookers in the territory because they did this entire shit through their YouTube right. channel. To set up an angle for Ring of Fucking Honor using somebody else that they were friends with and also New Japan. Like, they, they, they freaking bridged at least, I think, it, at least two companies and uh, just to bring in Marty to get rid of Adam and then to make it, like, worth it to be like, oh, why would they kick out Adam? They made it look like they <laughs> made a fake YouTube, like, storyline about him poisoning Nick. <laughs> People making fake wrestling. Like that, like that is that is that is next level. Like we like we we've put a level on top of fake wrestling. Now we're making a fake YouTube storyline about the fake People wrestling. People making fake wrestling storylines on the internet. That sounds preposterous. We would never do something like that. But anyways, the JWF pay per view was last night, and my God, it kicked off. It was amazing. <sighs> I feel, I feel like there are air quotes mm-hmm. around that word. <laughs> but speaking of Skrull, like, apparently Skrull, like, they asked what his dream match would be, and he just kind of just goes, you know something? I want to bring CM Punk out of retirement. Please. So, yeah. He, I mean, like, Ring of Honor is probably the only company that Punk would come back for out of, like, respect. Well, Granted, Delirious might. Granted, Delirious might yeah. have to leave, you know, but uh, like, like that's the only company where, because like, even in his documentary and everything else, you could see like the immense amount of respect he had for that yeah. company, uh, beforehand. And like, granted, Gabe's gone now, and it's kind of a corporation. But even Hero went back momentarily. Yeah. Well, you you say so. that Ring of Honor is the only one that he would go to. However, Five Star Wrestling has publicly offered $1 million to him to make a return to the ring. For a 126-man tournament. By the way, if you're paying, that's like WCW levels of bad investment. <laughs> that is, that's I mean, how to, how to go bankrupt to in one tournament. They're writing a book. I really feel... I don't know. I kind of have faith 
I don't. I don't have faith in them at all because they're not. Like if they were like Ring of Honor's attempting to do a hundred and twenty-eight man tournament, I'd be like, you know what? It's it's kind of big, but I'd be like, I, I would, I would like, five star. I would be honest. I would be like, Ring of Honor doesn't have a hundred and twenty-eight talents at all. <laughs> Ring of Honor has about twelve, as opposed to five star. Yeah, well, they keep bringing in like ex WWE guys and everything. That's why they're five star. Oh, we got all these stars. Like, no, you have a bunch of people that no longer yeah. work for Vince. You got these people who are paying millions of dollars, dude, to join for a couple months until they, you know, find a better place to go to. Uh, I, I, I would like Marty to wrestle Punk. I think, like, that'd be that'd be cool. I mean, Punk, here's the thing is, Marty's cool with the Bucks, and I believe that the Bucks are the only people who CM Punk actively engages with from the wrestling community who are, like, active wrestlers. Yeah. Well, that's what I like. Uh, go on. I was going to say, so, like, maybe, maybe if that happens, we can just get that whole ball rolling, and I can I can finally, like, I don't I don't want to see him, I don't have to see him in person. Granted, that would make what's left of my life, because that would be, well, no, I still have to see Kenny, but that'd be, like, the, the second other person I still have to see in person. Who, yeah, it, it it. I've seen Punk. I saw Punk wrestle Jericho. I saw Punk wrestle The Rock. I've seen the I've seen the Punkster a few times. Uh, I have not had that honor. I haven't gotten to see him. I haven't. I went. No, I went to a. This was back when I was a huge indie smark. And back I when a I used to be an indie back. smark. I still am, but I used to be. That's that's. I'm not basically what you're on, saying. Wait, wait for this. Wait for the story to come out, and then you'll understand how bad I was. I am a admitted mark now. I'm not a smark. I'm not like, oh, well, you know, then you understand that this is whatever. But like, didn't you buy a Roman a Reigns vest for the explicit exactly. purpose of pissing off people at indie shows? That makes you like meta smark. Yes, That's I what you are. Did. You didn't. I am the meta smark. Well, I went to a show where the main event, it was a it was a house show. I was in the front row and the main event was Ryback and John Cena versus Dolph Ziggler and CM Punk. And I just remember being like, I know what'll what I'll do cuz I'm a huge punk mark. Like I have a CM Punk wallet that I still use to this day. And so I just know I know what'll get his attention. I'll wear a Matt Classic mask. And take my Paul, uh, Paul Heyman guy shirt and change it to say I'm a Matt Classic guy. It'll be great. It'll get Punk's attention. It'll piss off all the baby faces. It's going to be amazing. It did the fucking opposite. Punk ignored me the whole damn time. However, John Cena did climb the top rope, stared out at me and go, Matt Classic, yes! And then posed like Matt Classic and came down and shook my hand in respect. And I was like, damn it! Just done the opposite of what I wanted. See, see, you should have known. The, the original Summer of Punk should have, like, made it painfully obvious that Punk hates Smarks. And, like, you just basically wore a giant, like, sign on your forehead that says, Smark. I, yeah, that's what it was. Meanwhile, in my head, I was just like, I'll, I'm going to wear stuff that says, hey, I know your friend. I know your friend. That means we need to be friends now. No, you should have just worn a shirt that said CM Punk and worn, like, shittily taped wrists with, like, the fucking X on them and be like, Punk! 
monk. And then like, CM yeah, monk, CM yeah, exactly. And you cheer for him and they'll come down and be like, oh, okay, that guy's cool. Like he paid his money. He's cheering. I can, whatever. Well, it was heel punk. So even then he'd be like, fuck you. You don't deserve to wear my shirt. Was, wait, 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 wait. Which which also, heel? Was this like pre-Money in the Bank Nexus heel, or was this like right before the Rock heel? This was after, the, uh, right before the Rock heel. No, it was after the Rock heel. So it was like right before he was going to face Undertaker, um, and it was him and then Ziggy. So you also had AJ and Big E at the side of the ring and versus the big Ryback and John Cena. And you spent two thirds of the match staring at AJ Brooks' ass. And I don't know what you're talking about. Was, I was staring at Ryback and how impressive of an athlete he is. So you were staring at Big E's ass and that old outfit he had before he like added the actual like kind of boxer short like like legs to that that singlet before he added pants yeah like shorts to it and it was just like ooh, biggie i didn't need to see that right cheek all the way up that's not it's not in my life brother yeah oh i I love this interview though with marty's girl like going back to it because like they asked why why did you join bullet club you're already kind of a name as it is he goes, half the crowd is wearing villain shirts. The other cr- half wears Bullet Club, Bucks, or Omega shirts. I gathered that together we could literally rule the world together. <laughs> he's not He's not wrong. Because, <laughs> like, right? like, the Dream Team, which was the Bucks, Omega, and Adam Cole, is, like, is supplanted easily by the popularity of the Bucks, Omega, and Marty. Because then yeah. you get the because that I mean, because then you have Canada, America, and Britain, like the the three major English speaking like markets, all represented. In Japan, and you have a good portion of Japan because of Kenny and the Bucks and Bullet Club. So really, you're I, you're you have everything but Mexico, and the Bucks keep going down there for Crash Lucha Libre. So like. So, yeah. like, they're slowly winning that crowd over. I'm sure they'll get Marty to go eventually, too. Yeah. I love the fact that they also asked him, you know, Randy Orton was talking shit on indie wrestling. <laughs> and you'd think Marty, who's, like, you know, big indie wrestler, would be, like, pissed off. He goes, that's great stuff. I love Randy Orton. Bashing Will Ospreay is my favorite thing to do in the world. Here, we'll we'll, we'll tag team some uh, someday. RKO into a chicken wing. Fucking, that's a money match right there. That's literally what he said. Yeah. In fact, or- Orton might be one of the few people who can hang villainy with a villain. We could team up and hit the RKO to set up the chicken wing. Two super over finishers there. It'd be money. You ever, you ever, you ever seen somebody, somebody work a shoot all the way back into a work? Because that's what happened right there. <laughs> that's what just happened. Love Marty. Marty is the best. I do love, like, just son of a bitch. So much has come out from that Orton thing. Like just all the dives, all the you read about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm aware. We're basically it's it's basically the same thing that oddly enough, this always happens right around best of the super juniors. You ever notice that? Like, yeah, he preempted it. He preempted it this time. Oh no! Apparently, the the match that happened this morning between Osprey and Ricochet was better than the one last year. Was just like a complete and utter like maniac fest. So, Will Ospreay yeah. likely shaved another two years off his lifespan. 
Oh my god, I I really enjoy this shirt from uh looks like Ryan Smile, a British wrestler. He made a shirt that says Black Lives Matter. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta get oh, in on it. Oh god. You gotta get in on it. Yeah. Um Osprey was the first with the dive shirt. I uh I look But the British scene is full of a lot of like very snarky people and a lot of really cool stuff. That's why yeah. I'm that's why I'm sad that like they've done nothing since that UK tournament. They're like, oh, in the next takeover, we're going to put the British talent two matches on like the uh, the NXT takeover thing. And I'm just like, you guys need to stop yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to do divisions. Like, 205 Live is basically dead. Like they ruined the cruiserweight. Killing people. They yeah. ru- they ruined cruiserweights twice. You have any idea how hard that is? Like you killed it more times than WCW, <laughs> and they died as a company. That's really impressive because yeah. um, you know they just they just don't know how to do divisions they don't know how to make people care because like the r- matches on raw aren't aren't really like messing up with their storylines from 205 live they're only using three people from 205 live on raw you, yeah you made the different it's... ropes for no freaking reason just to waste time in between the same thing is going to happen so with I the also... uk or with the uk guys which is a shame because yeah, like no doubt. the th- the three that they have British strong style of like Severn Seven uh, Bait and Dunn are all really good wrestlers and have been for a while, but like their potential is wasted until you just be like, hey, we're just gonna have a UK invasion of a couple guys, and then it'll be like, oh, well, what are you doing with all these other people? Oh, we're using them as yeah, feeder right. systems for our feeder system for our main roster. Yeah. I mean, with like the only separate in brand entity that they've made that's successful is Southpaw Regional Wrestling. That's a problem. Which I mean, that's you gotta get you gotta get Tex Ferguson in there. Tex Ferguson. Really, to to be fair, the club is floundering so much right now that if you repackaged Gallows and Anderson as Tex Ferguson and Chad Too Bad, they'd probably be more over. They would be so over. In fact, uh, Cena did an interview. Cena did an interview and was talking about it, and apparently, firstly, more Southpaw is coming on the way, which I love, but apparently he's also, he just loves Tex Ferguson. He goes, I've seen Tex Ferguson unleashed. Be on the lookout for more Tex Ferguson. He is a superstar. He is a superstar. I miss Chad Too Bad and his wheezy laugh. That was the best. I've watched the first first three minutes of like the first episode on repeat like everybody was like oh rusev's like terrible american character oh tyler breeze or the commentators like no 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 the the first three minutes of that nothing tops it whenever freaking tex comes out of his muscle car and is like has that speech and then freaking anderson and anderson with his wheezy laugh and terrible fucking wig cutting that promo i was like nothing's gonna beat that I don't know. I feel like my my favorite thing about it is when uh, Brizongo came out at uh, WrestleMania Access dressed as their characters from Southpaw, and they had like a longer line than if just Brizongo had done a signing. I like how they were like, "Who are these people? Why are these people talking to us? How do they know who we are?" I don't know, man. (laughs) Uh, How do good on Brizongo? Yeah, but yeah, no. Going back to the UK thing, like I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm so on the fence. We'll see how this next takeover goes. The one for Chicago, 
Yeah. Like in those matches, because that might determine if like more people get called up from progress. Because there's about like there's like two or three more people in progress in the UK scene that I really really want on like WWE television. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really, mo- mainly it's just Jimmy Havoc. I just want Jimmy Havoc on television. I'd love Jimmy Havoc on television. Yeah, because. Like, like that's another character, along with, like, Pete Dunne, where it's like, oh, you have, like, a fully fleshed-out character. Like, you don't actually need that much work. Like, you might just have to get a new finisher, because I don't think you can do the Rainmaker on television yeah. well, uh, without mean, the smart crowds booing you. That's the thing. Apparently, the new uh, w- the new woman, they, woman wrestler they signed... Uh, yeah, they told okay. her she couldn't do her sweet, I'm gonna bend my body and have elbow drop, because Bailey. Finisher is now an elbow drop. Like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You guys are the dumbest people on earth, and you just and deserve everything. Another great example oh, yeah. of WWE pulling a monopoly, though, because they're taking all these talent from stardom to try and now build a monopoly on women's wrestling on top of men's wrestling. Well, I, I'm, I'm, kind, I'm somewhat fine with that, because, like, like... No, like, I'm not. We... I am just... <laughs> like, like, they don't know how to use them. Like, look at, like, even... With all that talent, Hold on. there's still this... not that many memorable feuds going on, like the welcoming committee versus, like what the uh, baby Char- faces on SmackDown yeah. is cool. Bailey oh. has been so shittily written that nobody likes her anymore. Well, this coming from the man who, when we went to Ring of Honor Live, was just like, "Oh, there's women of honor matches. What women? I don't know any women who are involved here." I don't. I still don't. It doesn't mean I don't want them to have the opportunity to have multiple companies to work for. It's just not my cup of tea. Basically, yeah. I've expended so much energy and effort on trying to memorize men's wrestling in all the different territories. I don't have a- a- like time or energy left to do women's. Like I, I either have to stop paying attention to UK wrestling or not watch women's wrestling. And see, that's the thing I think is why Candice LeRae got so successful is the fact that she wrestled men and so. She kind of broke in, and we were like, oh, shit, no, she's really good. She's dope as hell. I mean, that's that's how it's worked with the people they brought over from Chikara, uh, anybody who, who they bring in in the future from, like, Lucha Underground, when it's those contracts go up once the next season yeah. uh, gets filmed. Like, they're, they are personally against, like, cross- or intergender wrestling because they're like, oh, no, it's, like, it's not the PG whatever we want. But other people are like, oh, cool, like, this is, yeah, like, it's pretty like... decent, and, like, I get to see some chick get powerbombed through a table, that was always a big dream of mine, you know, you, like, like shit like that gets said at it's indie also, shows, and almost, you're just like, alright. It's like a miniature version of the, um, of the 205 Live problem of it is a separate section of the show, and so, therefore, people can use that as an excuse of just, like, this isn't what I pay attention to normally, I can ignore it, whereas if you do, like, intergender or stuff like that, like, that's why Lana is such a popular character. Like, Lana does not wrestle. However, people are like, oh, she's involved with the stories that I pay attention to, so she's awesome because she's hot. Like, that's it. Like, I mean, Lana, Lana does wrestle in NXT, and from the videos I've seen on the Twitter, she, uh, yeah, no, when Rusev did real well. It's my favorite thing ever. Like I, I went to an NXT. What if show what if what if Naomi was sluttier and white? That's really what it is. That 
that's the new version. I like what she had a long time ago. Like, I think back in January I saw it. Because she had, like, this weird, almost, like, kind of, like, New York hip-hop dancing mixed with just, like, weird sassiness. And I was like, I like this. She's a great, adorable baby face. I love her. And now they're, like, trying to use too much of her sex appeal. And I'm like, I, guys, I get it. She's hot, but we do not have to make that a character anymore. Yeah, so what they'll see, I'm, af I'm afraid of the tournaments now. Like originally, I was always like, "Oh, this is really like the like, cruiserweight classic." I was like, "This is gonna be a great thing. Like it's gonna get a lot of exposure." But then what happened to everybody afterwards? The UK tournament. Yeah. Like British strong style are the only people who've walked out of that. I mean, along with like maybe three other people who walked out of that with any kind of anything. Like they're trying to make that that yet another show on the network that no one's going to watch like yeah. it's they're flooding their own market like they're oversaturating it with divisions instead of just letting or instead of just using it as a way to be like okay this was a test pool now we bring these people in i mean now they're you know, even set... they're trying to bring in jr just to bring up instead of like people who should be excited about oh they're gonna have good wrestlers they're trying to bring in people with like oh that announcer's coming back that i like like that's interesting yeah so the, I feel like the women's thing is going to be the same way, where it's like, oh, these were some really good tournament-like matches. How many of these people do I get to see from now on? Oh, three? Yeah, okay, yeah. well, that was really not worth my time or effort, and that's but you know what me is, being... But you know what is worth your time and effort? Going to merch.aloadofpurebs.com, clicking on the Fight Boys section, and picking up a shirt... That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Step up! Step up to the Fight Boys merch table and pick you up a brand new shirt. Pick you up the brand new Steel City Kicks shirt. Support the BS, the new tag team champions after the uh, after the pay-per-view last Saturday. Support the Dylan. Support all of your favorite wrestlers, even the VWO, those dastardly bastards, over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com in the Fight Boys section so the grand total I, of two shirts both of which were to scotty uh damn right uh, <laughs> actually i think it, i think it may be only one i think it i think it might be just the one i'm wearing right now it is a nice shirt though um see we joke so, we, we we joked back when you were having technical difficulties that that this was that the the uh the store for this is just a way for you to have like a really uh, tenuous tax write-off for uh, getting to yeah. make your own t-shirts online. I felt really awkward today because I went into I went to Walmart and I was wearing one of the shirts for a load of BS which has my face on it. And so I'm just walking around like, God, I hope no one looks at my shirt and then s subsequently at my face. <laughs> Things will get I hope no one looks at my shirt and realizes how conceited and egotistical <laughs> I am. Look, I am a true... I have the heart of a wrestler in that I am just... I'm Col just Colt ready. Cabana doesn't wear t-shirts with Colt Cabana's face on them. You know how hard you have to work? To, you <laughs> are outdoing the Young Bucks currently. Like... I'm oh. sorry, you're you're behind only the Young Bucks because the Young Bucks wear their own faces on their tights. But that's it. It goes the Young Bucks, then currently you. 
Give me a month. Give me a month and we will have a shirt that has all of our faces on it. No, because I refuse to give you the picture to do that. Although, uh, for those who watch the pay-per-view, they'll know that your face looks real fucked up. Because the I used the picture where you're like where you met Cody Rhodes and it's really badly lit, so you look like Satan in all of our pay-per-views. Good. Um, I'm glad. Breaking news! Actual breaking news happening as the podcast is happening. Apparently, Tommaso Ciampa has been injured at tonight's NXT live event. No. I mean, you can't really say he's you can't really say he's like in like he's not really injured until like the medical report comes out tomorrow. So it can't really be breaking unless you're like, hey, listen, I'm recording this at this NXT show, and I just saw Tommaso Ciampa lose his arm. Let's see. A few minutes into the match, Ciampa dived off the ring apron onto Sanity and Dope. hurt his left leg. <laughs> Dope as dive. The match was quickly stopped and ruled a no contest. And upset Champa hopped to the back is screaming, Get me the fuck out of here. Oh no. Um not good. So so we lost TM six one. Now we're losing DIY. I'm a big fan of the fact uh, that I think me and Blake last week for our predictions for the NXT pay-per-view both picked DIY. Damn it! <laughs> Ooh, uh, poor uh, poor decisions were made. Yeah, poor decisions were made. Well, they're uh, gonna take they're gonna I, take uh, DIY out of it and put sanity in that. Have that heel versus heel ladder match. Yeah. Well, I guess it should be revealed. We're recording this on Thursday before the pay per view happens. Hence why we're not reporting on the pay per view the Monday afterwards. But yeah, damn it, Sean. I like Bob. how I like how you guys refuse to let me do predictions because you know I'll win. <laughs> No, no, no. Because I don't have I don't have ridiculous contrived reasons for why people will win. No, the reason why is because this episode is coming up the Monday after the pay-per-view. <laughs> Meaning that it will be us just being like, hey, listen to how wrong and or right we are this whole time. Uh, terrible. But, uh, <laughs> just terrible people. Oh, oh shit, apparently Austin Aries is pissed. Uh, um, I don't know. Did you watch Raw this week? Uh, I didn't have the chance. No, I was at work. Yeah, I've been at work, and every single time I've went to work, I've I've said to them, I have to get take, go to break at 8 o'clock. And they're like, what the fuck? Why? I'm like, because our break room has a TV, and I have a manager who really likes wrestling, so I could go up and watch wrestling with him. And they was like, fuck, okay, fine. And so I've been able to watch, like, 30 minutes. Like, I got to watch uh, KO's highlight reel. I got some cool stuff. But I didn't see this. Apparently, the Cruiserweights had a, a decent match. However, they were met with chants of CM Punk, This Is Boring, and Derek Jeter for some reason. And uh, Austin Aries responds with, Thank you, New Jersey. Classy as always. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know if this is, like, just cruiserweight syndrome of this happening but like what's proper it crowd is, they, yeah they haven't they haven't done enough to like the matches are still good but nobody's invested unfortunately yeah. and like like it happened at mania like aries and neville put on a really good match to nothing yeah what what, what do you think what is your opinion as for proper crowd etiquette nowadays because with everyone knowing like 
basically what's going on behind the scenes and like listen you try to be as respectful as you can until Roman Reigns and John Cena come out and then you just you boo them I and that's ch- basically that's I- basically it as long as you're as long as you're not like a dick during like a divas match like a cruiserweight match and you're just like yeah like cheer for the 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 heel boo the face whatever you want to but like the only two acceptable times you can just be like a dick to children are when Roman Reigns and John Cena come out. That's I, my opinion. I don't know. I think I've gotten Stockholm Syndrome from John Cena. Because <laughs> now I just It's because he him. shook your hand. Like, you don't know, you got like an actual viral infection. No, 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 it gets now- better. During that match, I remember like, just because it was a house show, so therefore they're not really putting everything into the match. So I'm just kind of like looking down like, all right, this match will be over soon. And then I just hear this swell of the crowd around me going, Cena, Cena. And I hated John Cena at this point. I was firmly in the smarkiest camp of, fuck John Cena, I hate him. However, I did feel my body quietly go, Cena, 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 Cena. I'm looking at my hands like, what has become of me? Just because, like, I don't know. There's something about... I, I, I do enjoy John Cena. At least since the U.S. Since his U.S. Open Challenge matches, uh, John Cena has turned around with me. No, because then he... Fuck like, Roman, he though. Do the- Roman can suck a mighty dick. But... He's <laughs> <laughs> the mightiest... I think it's because John Cena's like slowly like walking away and you're just like, oh, okay, he's stepping out of the spotlight for a bit. That's okay. Yeah. I didn't like whenever he, I didn't like how he became heelish but wasn't a heel like in his feud with AJ where he was like, yeah, I'm coming back and I get a title shot because I'm John Cena. And I was just like, what the, like, you know, back <laughs> whenever AJ, back whenever AJ was the heel on the show getting in Shane McMahon's face but had perfectly valid points from like an employee standpoint and you were just like I can't root against him for that that makes perfect sense you made him fight three people to get his title shot John Cena just kind of showed up well that's one of the I think that's one of the interesting things about like the way they do storylines now is like that wasn't about like reasons like The same thing with, like, a couple years ago, you had, I think it was, like, Sheamus and Damian Sandow in a rivalry, where basically the rivalry was all based around the fact that, hey, Damian Sandow's smarter than you, Sheamus, go suck a dick. But, like, the reason why they're a heel isn't because, like, oh, he's smarter or, oh, he's in the right. It's the way they act. So, I don't know. I think that's kind of the stories they're trying to teach nowadays are, like, hey, yeah, but John it. Cena was the bigger dick in that feud, he like, was the a whole huge way dick. through. <laughs> John, Cena, John Cena, the last year, anytime he's in a feud, is just like, hey, I'm John Cena, look at the size of my dick. And I was just like, I, I don't want to, John, I just need, can you go Fuck away you, for a bit? John. Fuck you, John! John Cena. <laughs> Fuck you yeah, and your you. plastic wife, I don't need either of you. Hey, that was that was still sweet when he got proposed when he proposed to Nikki. It was sweet, although apparently and when she he, didn't know when she didn't know how to react to a scripted proposal. Well done, woman. Well done. I mean, you know, it's whatever. Like, who knows? It might not have been scripted. She was wearing a ring beforehand, but whatever. <laughs> I, a cardboard cutout of Nikki Bella could have given a better performance. Yeah. Nikki has been doing, I think when Nikki plays, like, not full heel, yes, but also, like, that tweener 
baby face that kind of like her and John were going through during the Miz rivalry, where she just comes out and is like, touch my man again, and I'll fucking slap you, bitch. And I was like, all right, I'm fine with that, Nikki. Bring me some sass. I'm cool with that. Uh, so, uh, so how did that pay-per-view go? Well, uh, oh, which one? JWF? Yes, you're... I, I hear I hear you're a tag team champion now. Oh, I, oh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, not me. I, do you, are you referring to the uh, the tag team champions of the JWF, Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore? No relation to the Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore who host this podcast. Yeah, they uh, they they had a match against the VWL. Very very oddly enough, those match. two look uh, look remarkably similar to Scotty Moore and Brad from <laughs> from this podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's very odd. It's insane. Uh, well, uh, it was advertised as a ladder match, but uh, last minute it was found out that Captain Tibbs, the owner of the JWF, spent all our money and we couldn't do a ladder match. And so we had to do an elimination match instead. And I'll be honest, it was not looking good. What's well, not looking good for the BS? Uh, Scotty Moore got taken out by the Undervapor, their finishing move. Devastating uh, double, double tombstone pile driver. And so Scotty Moore was taken out. Blake Tanner was left on his own, and they were they were demolishing Blake Tanner. But Blake managed to come back, uh, pin pin uh, the leader of the VWO clean in the ring, eliminate him. Then took uh, Travis out to the outside, topped him on top of the table, hit slammed him through a table, and of course got uh, Travis counted out. So that's how they won that match. I, I thought by it, count out by count out by count out. <laughs> Well, I mean, at the end of the match, what are you going to do? Like, they kept coming back. They kept doing everything they could. So the BS boys did what they had to, and they dominated. So that was how that one went. Uh, of course, if <laughs> And you... they dominated by count-out win. You know how it <laughs> You know how it do. Uh, so that was good. If you do want to see it, you can go to the uh, load, uh, the BS Network YouTube page. Just go to fightboys.alotofpurebs.com. Click on the YouTube section, and it will be the JWF next pay-per-view. Which we have a beautiful logo for next pay per view. Um, let me just send this to you while while we're doing this. Um, then the okay. next the next match, of course, we had. Um, oh God, who was it? It was Guy Fieri, Patrick Warburton, and um, Tim Curry, all in one match for the Celebrity Championship. Now, of course, a triple threat match. I, I thought it was a perfect thing, because, you know, Guy Fieri is a wily veteran. He would use disqualifications to get out of the match. He would do anything, maybe win by countout, like some other people who might do that. But uh, but the triple threat took that all away, took that champion's advantage away, because it was no disqualification, it was no countout, and it allowed uh, Tim Curry to really to come into his own during it, and Patrick Warburton, surprisingly. Patrick Warburton really came into his own during this match. He took a lot of abuse during it and managed to come back, and in the end, me and uh, Silver Spoon, Captain Tibbs, the commentators of the JWF, even thought that Patrick was going to win it all, but of course, Tim Curry managed to come back after it all. After huge abuse from both of the other competitors, slam, slam Guy Fieri into the mat, hit a Tim Tam off the top rope through Guy Fieri's chest with his brand new robotic legs, and pinned him one, two, three, and that's how we got our new celebrity championship. But uh, Dylan, I, I know you, and I know that the match you are most interested in for the entire pay-per-view was, of course... The JWF champion facing off against 
the Dylan, a man who looks very similar to you, but is not, and also has the same name, but it's not you, it's not. Of course, uh, Momoa Curry, last week, huge words coming from him, claim he has a dick made of steel, that uh, none of none of the Dylan's moves can punch through, no matter what happened, and to be honest with you, that's kind of what it seemed like. Numerous dick punches from Dylan, a, a sick dick kick, at least three upper dickers I counted during the match, and it seemed like that that steel dick of Momoa's just wasn't gonna crack. But by the end of it all, like, uh, uh, Dylan got hit with a vicious spear, sending him across the ring, tearing his body in half, and I thought that was gonna be it. Only a sliver of life left in Dylan, but that sliver seemed like enough for him to come out beautifully tumbleweed his body against Momoa Curry, slam him into the mat, pick him up, huge upper dicker, and then he pins him one, two, three, and ladies and gentlemen, we have a new JWF World Heavyweight Champion, and his name is The Dylan. It was a beautiful pay-per-view all around. I thought it was amazingly done. And, of course, if you want to watch it, it is still up. You can watch it whenever you want, as long as you go to our YouTube page. So what are you thinking, Dylan? you excited? Are you excited about what's going to happen? I mean, at, at this point, I'm expecting you to just have people in alien suits come out. You do the invasion, but with, like, aliens instead. Well, we did just hire a dinosaur as our general manager. So, other than that, though, uh, I think it's going to be a pretty normal thing. Because, you know something, Dylan? Uh, we've been talking about the pay-per-view, but JWF, JWF has no off-season. We have no breaks. So, we're just going to keep this train rolling on. To our next pay-per-view, which is not called next pay-per-view. It is, of course, the Cash in the Bag. The Cash in the Bag pay-per-view. Known, of course, for the Cash in the Bag match. Wherein six superstars are pitted against each other in a ladder match. And whoever climbs to the tippy top of that ladder and manages to grab the Cash in the Bag briefcase will have a shot to cash in on the JWF champion, which as of right now is the Dylan. And whenever he, uh, whenever they want, they'll have by, a match. By, by the way, we do feel the need to redact a couple things. Uh, one, uh, we use the term superstars very loosely. Very, <laughs> very loosely. It's, Found at least one of these competitors passed out in a porta potty at the last show. It's uh, it's actually spelled... The second thing, it's... It's spelled S-O-U-P-E-R stars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, uh, there's not a briefcase. Uh, GM couldn't afford it. It actually is just like a shitty burlap sack, <laughs> like for potatoes. And then, like, and then inside of it is just a piece of paper that says "I owe you one title match." Yeah, basically that's what it is. But of course, that that burlap sack could mean a lot. It could mean the end of the Dylan's JWF Championship reign. And the beginning of a great new champion here in the JWF. And tonight, of course, we've got uh, we've got an opportunity for our JXT superstars. That's our that's our lower level, kind of the uh, the independent scene to our big scene right here. We're the big card. Wait, 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 the... wait, wait, wait. There's a there's a there's a level below our level. Yep, JXT. Do they do they do they do they do they wrestle in literally trash bags? Yes. 
And they uh, and we have a match against two JXT superstars wrestling for not only a shot on the main roster, but also a shot to be in the cash in the bag match. But before that, we got to go down to the ring because we have a celebration. We've got a celebration, Dylan. And there's one man celebrating his new celebrity championship. And that's Tim Curry. Let's hear what Tim has to say. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's been ever since I landed in that wheelchair, I found myself in pain day after day. Not just physical pain, but the emotional pain of knowing that I may never see championship gold again. But I'm here, standing on my two robotic legs, proudly, proudly able to say that I am your JWF celebrity champion, and no man will ever be... Oh, did you hear the music? Oh, that's him. It's the king of flavor town himself. A man who does not seem happy. Not seem happy about the events that unfolded last night. It is Guy. Guy Fietti, ladies and gentlemen, coming down to the ring. And he's got a microphone, and it looks like he's got a few words for Tim Curry. Tim, let me tell you something right now. A lot of people, a lot of people think that I'm upset with the events of last night. But hey, you know me, I'm a man who loves flavor, and flavor means excitement, flavor means zest, flavor means the new thing. And as of right now, hey, I know curry's full of spice, but you're just the flavor of the month, and I am the flavor of forever. This is my flavor town. The Steel City is the flavor city, thanks to Guy Fieri and Tim Curry. I'm gonna make sure that flavor of the month, you're gonna run out sooner than you think. Oh, and Tim Curry is attacked from behind by two mysterious men in hoods. Oh, say hello to the shepherds of flavor. My God, these these men and oh, they're destroying Tim Curry, trying to snap his legs in twain again. And they have food, and they're just pouring it over Tim Curry, throwing spices in his eyes. Oh, this is a horrifying celebration victory for Tim Curry. Oh. Are you, are you going? Are you are you trying to go for like the Katie Vick worst booking angle award with this one? Or? No. <laughs> Look, Guy Fieri, I can't control what Guy Fieri does. Guy Fieri is a madman, hell-bent on getting his title back right now. And it looks like he's recru recruited these two punks to come out and help him. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I have no idea what's going to happen with these two. But of course, that doesn't matter because right now we've got to get to our JXT match where the funkiest of the bunch... The Uptown Funk, one of the greatest JXT superstars of all time, is coming down to the ring, dancing along. The crowd is cheering for him. But of course, 
We have a, uh, a lot of people talk about in wrestling about being a first generation, second generation, third generation superstar. This, this is, person is a, is at least like a half generation superstar. This is a negative. into it. This is a negative <laughs> one generation superstar because he's Tim not the just. <laughs> he he uh, it's not that his father was here. It's that his son was here, and his son may be the JWF Tag Team Champion, but now he's here to try to earn his way into becoming the JWF World Heavyweight Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Moore has come to the ring, and it looks like it's gonna be Scott Moore versus the Uptown Funk in a vicious battle, and it looks like that his baby boy, Scotty Moore, is sitting at ringside with his best friend, Blake Tanner, cheering his dad on. Here's how seeing this match goes, and uh, let me tell you something. Scott Moore, Scott Moore, I, I know he's got the uh, he's got the advantage of having his kid there, having people cheer him on. But the Uptown Funk, the Uptown Funk is vicious. He'll he'll funk you up in a minute. But the match, let me tell you something. It was like the immovable force meeting the unstoppable object. These two, these two just collided in a vicious battle where the Uptown Funk just kept trying to. Pick up Scott Moore, slam him to the mat, but Scott Moore's enormous. He rivals Guy Fieri in size, in just viciousness. He manages to put the Uptown Funk down with a huge crack against the jaw. Pins him one, two, three, and Scott Moore celebrates in the ring with the BS boys. They attempt to pick him up and put him on their shoulders. It doesn't work. But everyone's cheering. It's a beautiful family moment as Scott Moore is the newest JXT superstar to debut on our roster. And he is on the way to cash in the bag. And he may be our next JWF World Heavyweight Champion, Dylan. What are you thinking? Uh, yep, that happened. Yep. He paid us $5 for that. So, you know. It's whatever. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, 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 I'm sure you're going to make him listen to this, and he's going to ask you for his money. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like, ooh, thank you for that life lesson, son. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know he listened to the one where you said he was bad at investing, and he just said, I want to fight Dylan. Let me fight Dylan. And I was like, fuck, I don't know. We'll figure something out for you. We're just trying to get people in. But you know something? He's our latest JXT superstar. But there's another new Wait, J why does he want to fight me? You're his son, and you just said he rivaled the size of God. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a beastly fashion. It's, okay. like the, it's like the big show. You might need to... Wait, wait, what year of the big show? Not this year. Okay. Like how he wants to like how he wants to fight me for insinuating that five dollars to be put in a fake in a fake wrestling company might not have been the best move. <laughs> but you know something you know something, Dylan. He's not the only new superstar we have in the JWF. Because we've got another man. Another man, Canada Charlie. The the greatest Canadian wrestler. We've heard the advertisements for him for weeks. We've heard it all from him. And it looks like 
next week. That's right, I'm just getting it. Next week, Canada Charlie is going to be debuting his JWF debut, and it's going to be in a match to qualify for the cash in the bag. Cash in the bag match at the next pay-per-view. So Canada Charlie's coming, and I gotta tell you, I'm excited as hell. I've always loved those Canadian wrestlers, the Hart Dynasty, all the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Canada Charlie is just the next in a long line. How do you know when Canada Charlie is showing up? All his promos were in French. No, 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 he's just a normal Canadian. He's not one of those weird Canadians. He's, he's just a proud I don't think Canadian. We were, I don't think we were watching the same promos then, because that guy was clearly speaking French. The I guy mean, with the mask with the Canadian flag. Like no! That guy. Oh, no, 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 that's the Calgary kid. You were watching something completely different. Oh, I'm sorry. That actually turned out to be The Miz in the end. I'm sorry. Um, but, of course, it's now time, Dylan, for the main event of the evening. Before the show, before the show, Momoa Curry burst. He burst into Captain Tibbs' office and demanded his rematch against the Dylan. Doctors hadn't even cleared him to compete from just the sheer damage that had been done to his dick. But, of course, Momoa Curry, he's a man... He was a man defined by that title reign, by that long title reign that's gone for so long. So he demanded his match, and it's happening tonight against the Dillon. And the match, the match was just as vicious as it was last night, if not more punishing to the dick. Uh, oh, oh, you're gonna you're gonna make us actually play that out. I had a way better way to do it. Oh, go go on. I was, gonna, I was gonna say, oh, the, the Dylan walking to the ring, and bell sounds, and oh, he's 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 rolling to the outside. He's he's going over to the commentator's desk. Oh, and he just whipped ripped a wet fart into the mic, and is walking to the back. No, no, the <laughs> Dylan is a proud fighter with great dick-based techniques. Of course, dick-based uh, techniques. A dick trained based... for years in the Tibetan monasteries <laughs> to learn the greatest of dick kung fu. The new Japan, the new Japan Dick Dojo is where Dylan trained for so many years. He's been putting, he's been using the upper dicker, the sick dick kick, and of course, uh, Momoa Curry. Luckily, he grabbed the ropes, but he did have Momoa in the dick bar. It's like an arm bar, but just with the dick, viciously, just like the Dylan kept going at Momoa. Learned, but learned, learned that one. Learned that one from Joey Ryan. Mm -hmm. But nearing the end of the match, it seemed like Momoa. The, the pain had almost, he had been blinded to the pain. It just kept, like, receding through him that Momoa didn't care anymore. And he just kind of got a second wind about him, hit him with two Momoan punches in a row, ran out, hit Dylan with a spear, sent him across the ring. He, oh, and he's going for the pinfall. One, two, what? Who is this? There's a, a, a hooded man enters the ring. It lo almost looks like the people from... The Guy Fieri segment, but it's a completely different person. He's running the ring. He has a sun hat on, and he's taking. He's got a sun hat, and he's just beating down Momoa Curry. And now he's picked up the Dylan and giving him a DDT for good measure. Oh no! And he's taking off the sun hat like the Undertaker. And it's Brunch Boy. 
Brunch Boy Baron Corbin has returned. He's returned to the JWF after a vicious dick punch from Dylan not two weeks ago. And it seems like he has staked his claim. He's rolled out of the ring. He's grabbed the JWF title and is holding it high above the ring. So, so what now? What now? Is Momoa Curry losing his title shot? Is, is Baron Corbin, Brunch Boy, going to be the new number one contender? What's happening? The JWF is in shambles. And who knows? But we'll know. We'll figure out next time on JWF Wrestling. Yeah. That'd be a good. That'd be a, that'd be a good tagline. JWF is in shambles. JWF. We're in shambles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's about right. But you know, I, I, I think, I think it's been a good episode. Good episode of JWF. I, I concur. I concur. This is always fun. For, for all yep. the, for all the crap I give you, Scotty, you're, you're, you're running a great podcast. I know, right? <laughs> I'm dominant. I'm the greatest professional wrestler of all time. But of course, uh, yep. Yeah, uh, so Dylan, th- someone, what, what are these days you're gonna act, actually somehow end up friends with somebody who has like a, a small like uh, like wrestling promotion they're trying to start, and they're like, "Well, we need a booker," and you know a lot about pro wrestling. You'll be like, "Okay," and then you're gonna like sit down and be like, "Oh wait, I can't just I can't just book people with like dick dick punch and have like shitty vape names." <laughs> oh God, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I like to think there's going to be one time where, like, Xavier Woods is going to listen to this and just be like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to have one match on your territory in the JWF video game world. Then we're going to have a match in my territory, and then I have to learn how to be an actual wrestler. <laughs> and then I have to have a match with him, and he goes, and then we decide the third match after. I feel like uh, I feel like he'd some. I'm pretty sure he'd win both the first two matches, it's and then best, he'd just be like, "Okay." It's a best of three series: Scotty Moore versus Xavier Woods. So best of three uh, series over in one match. <laughs> so, Dylan, what did you learn this week? Um. Apparently, your dad wants to fight me. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. What I'm what I, what I'm and, learning is that your parental figure wants to like wants to uh, wants wants to uh, have his, uh, have his dick fake wrestling punched. persona, yeah, fight my fake wrestling persona, probably get punched in the dick. I don't know. If I see your dad again, it's gonna be real awkward. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like we even like if he wins the JWF cash in the bag. That means that he's going to come after you so quickly. He's not even going to worry about if you're injured. He's just going to run out to the ring and be like, I've got a chance to fight him. Let's go. All right. But if he if he does win, you have to, in real life, hand him just a sack with a, with a piece of paper that says, I owe you one title match. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I have $5 to... well spent. I have to, I have to call him. Actually, I'm gonna call him that before point, each episode and be like, "Hey, Dad, you want to cash in tonight? No? All right, we'll wait." I want, I want, I want, I want. Uh, at that point, at the point where like you have him win the title, at that point, the five dollars will be worth it because then the story will be dumb enough that I would pay five dollars for it. <laughs> yeah, I like this guy. I would do this podcast with this guy, and his dad threatened to beat me up. I'm not really sure how it <laughs> happened. 
Then uh, he can have the thing of like, yeah, I gave my son five dollars for his podcast, and the other one of the guys a co-hoster with it told me it was a bad investment. I showed him what's what. I had my had my son write me into their fake wrestling wrestling company, and I whooped his ass after he hit punched me in the dick. <laughs> and I learned this week. I learned that I'm the best fake wrestling booker of all time. This shit's gonna get so intense after a while. You don't know. We're starting out joking. If, listen, if you if you listen, if you don't book a pay per view called the Invasion, where where somebody shows up in like in like shitty little green men outfits, like I'm gonna have lose lost so much faith in your ability. <laughs> and then, uh, so Dylan, they can't find you anywhere. Dylan can be found online at sexy Chucky T on Twitter. <laughs> um. I really, 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 I hope you guys are pitching this on your other, on the other podcast too. Be like, yeah, we're really trying to get Chuck Taylor <laughs> and all of his 80,000 followers to retweet, to read this retweet. Although I am very, very proud of Chucky e. T. He finally made a Ring of Honor debut. Yeah. Delirious finally was like, all right, fine. If people will shut up. Okay, I fine. You're funny. I, I, I'll be honest. I would... I need them to kick Adam Page out and bring in Chuck Taylor, because then Bullet Club will be perfect. The weirdest bullet, the weirdest addition to the Bullet Club, Chuck Taylor. The weirdest addition. I mean, they let Chase Owens in, really. How can you downgrade from that? <laughs> I feel like, I think Chuck's going to join Chaos. So he's just going to... Kick out Rocky? Rocky's close to retirement. Just kick out Rocky be like, okay, now we're the tag champions. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on the internet. That's QuezelCorp, Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. You can find me and the uh, absentee host of this podcast, Blake Tanner, on the Load of BS podcast. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com in the Fight Boys section. You can find us at Fight Boys, that's boys with a Z, dot a load of pure BS.com. Find us on Twitter. Find us on the Facebook. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, remember when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life. See you next week. Also, it's also pay the, put money into our Patreon because we need money for this. I forgot to mention that. Also.